not only is it out there, but people are, you know, screen grabbing and posting it themselves. Sure, it's, going, it's, like it's going all over the place. And I'm like, I have no control of it. Like it's already out. And I remember thinking like, I, I remember seeing all these DMs. I was like, what the fuck? All these, like, I remember seeing like P-Rod and like Andrew Reynolds and like <laughs> everybody all these, in the state companies, like all these companies just popping up, like in my DM, like a message acceptor, like folder or whatever. And I'm just like, what the fuck is like going on? Uh, all right, here we go. Three, two, one. What's up, skaters? Welcome back to another episode number 47, Event City. Uh, actually, I don't know the number anymore because I lost count like 10 ago. But we are joined here today by myself in New York City, esteemed author, critic, journalist, professor, landowner, Kyle Beachy, <laughs> and pro skater, writer, Nonprofit administrator, sci-fi fantasy professional writer, Ryan Lay. And speaking of science fiction and fantasy and authors, um, actually, I don't know if you write, but that's a genre of writing. We have with us everybody's favorite fucking skater, Aaron. Uh, thank you for joining us. This is so sick. We've been talking about it for a while and we are all like, over the moon to have you. Aaron, I don't know if a lot of people know your last name. Oh, yeah. I like kind of been like on the download about it. I was just talking to somebody about that, but that's a fucking power move. Prince, Madonna, you you know, single I mean, name. I didn't like that, though. It was, for me, I was just like kind of nervous. Like when everything happened, I was like, oh, I don't know if I like, really want my last name out there. I don't yeah. know how this, this internet thing works because I wasn't really like, I was on private, like for a reason. Like yeah. my account. Like I'm private, and then when then like the whole thing happened, I was kind of like, uh, I don't know, like if I want people to really know, like you know. Yeah, yeah. Well, you've yeah. kind of had two lives though. Like, you were like an actual regular professional person, like not a skater in the limelight. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, and so there's a way that pro skaters need to conduct their Instagrams, kind of typically, which is like. Yeah, you put your name in the bio and like link to your most recent part. And like, you know, there's or the most egregious ones have a link tree, which is uh, I don't know if you do. I'm sorry. Uh, what? What? <laughs> you do? No, I don't. I don't. I don't. OK, good. Uh, I do, Ted. I was going to have to I do, Ted. Her. And I'm I'm not sorry about it at all. Kyle, that's embarrassing. And <laughs> and uh, but yeah, so so you know what I mean, though, like if you look at any pro skaters account, you know, for the most part, it's like, you know, here's. I, mean, I don't care so much anymore, though. Like, about my last name getting out there. Like, I'm not, like, it's not a big deal to me anymore. But in the beginning, I definitely was like, I didn't want, like, it was like a safety. Like, I didn't really want to, like, people to find out where, you know, just like, I don't know. Yeah. Now I'm like chill. I just like, it's like, whatever. You didn't want anyone to find out where that park in Delaware was? <laughs> yeah, I was kind of right here and I was trying to, like, yeah. I feel like we, we tend to shy away from origin stories, like, you know, how you got your first skateboard. But I feel like you have such a fascinating origin story as it pertains to at least coming into sponsored skating. So would you mind sharing a little bit about that? Like what your work was prior to getting sponsored and, and what it felt like getting sponsored at an older age? Yeah, for sure. Like, uh... 
just like my career before. Um, yeah, let's start with like 2019. What, what was what was Aaron doing in 2019? I was working in a hospital. I was working in a lab, uh, a laboratory, just uh, like in the medical just healthcare. And uh, just basically, I would just go to work and people would, we get like specimens from patients and we just run tests on them all day. And it's like, let's take like my job. I worked in microbiology too, specifically at the time. And at least 2019, I didn't always, but like, yeah, 2019 definitely was like working in microbiology and it was still chill. Like the hospital was like, the environment was still good in 2019. Like I enjoyed my job. <laughs> like yeah. it was great. Did you have formal training or education to get into yeah, that? Yeah, or? I college for it. And then I graduated in 2014. And then I went to, I got a job right out of my clinicals, my day clinicals. And then I got a job right out of it. Yeah, I worked in it for six years. Before. What was the, the degree path? Was it microbiology? It was called medical lab, like technician. It was at a okay. community college. I didn't go to a four-year college. I went to a two-year. And just nice. like, yeah. And then, which is good because I, I don't have any like debt or anything like that. So Yeah, to, to your community college and get a, a solid job as opposed to swimming yeah. in hundreds of thousands of dollars in yeah, PhD sure. debt. Yeah. <laughs> I only have $60,000 for a media degree, so... <laughs> Yeah, like I got lucky that, yeah, I was like led into that, like, and it was funny because I started going to the community college for like broadcasting and like trying to, I wanted to like do video editing and like, I was more of a creative, I was never a science person, so definitely was like, I mean, I skated and I did music and I was just like, well, this is like a cool avenue, I'll just try that. And I remember talking to like my counselor and I asked her, I was like, what's like realistically, what's like the likelihood of me actually getting a job from graduating from here? And she was like, honestly, like not like like you're gonna have to like probably go to another college or to your in continue education or like get a job working like doing small like just like not really anything that's like stable like financially mm -hmm. yeah and I was like oh okay and she's like but if you really want to talk to like the counselors here like maybe they can find you another career so she just told me basically like straight up so i was like cool all right well at least you're honest with me <laughs> and i won't wait for any more money i'm like you know so i like went to the school counselor and talked to her and she's like yeah what about a medical lab technician and i was like what is that <laughs> idea and she, like it wasn't even like really promoted that well either and uh it was like this hidden like career path it was pretty cool and she's like yeah you basically work in a lab and you draw blood and you do other things and like, i was like oh i don't know about that like i'm not really a sexy person you know and uh she's like no nah, you should just try it see how it goes and i ended up trying it and really liking it it was like Pretty cool. I mean, the first day of class, like, she's like my teacher. She was just like, "All right, everybody, we're gonna be drawing each other's blood." And I was just like, "Drawing blood? What do you mean?" Like, <laughs> started like it was so crazy. Yeah, like we were the first day. Like, literally, it was like it was you so guys nice. were sticking each other first day. Yeah, yeah. Like... It was, like it was first like it wasn't like the all right. It wasn't the first day. We got introduced like, to like it was like maybe the third day after like talking, but it was like the first day of like dealing with like the needles it's just like um basically the syringes and other things like that and uh, just having to like just mess around with like a it's like a fake arm and we did that for like maybe like half an hour 45 minutes and then she was like all right if you're feeling ready then go ahead and stick each other like literally it was like the so it was like the first day we got to like mess with them so it was pretty crazy and this was all in delaware yeah, this is in Delaware. Yeah. And how much were you skating in these days? Like you were going to school, you were finding jobs. I kind of skating at that point for me was just like I wasn't even keeping up with anything. I I like stopped watching skate videos. 
I stopped watching since like maybe 2000 and like 12 ish. Oh man, you missed so many good trans world videos. I actually, I was actually, I was kind of watching them, but I wasn't like watching them like like I used to like religiously. Like I wouldn't like the newest video coming out. I wouldn't like. I did. I would catch them like later, like but not when they come out. I wasn't really into like I wasn't too much. I was just so busy with like just other things in my life that I really was like not focused on skating anymore. And I also was like, I can't like do this. Like I'm not like I'm not gonna go pro or anything like that. Or I'm not gonna really like I'm not going to like this isn't gonna be my career kind of thing. Yeah. And I was just like I had to work and do other things and like. But but you still had the skill set to kickflip front tail big spin a flat ledge. <laughs> uh, me like honestly, I only learned that like maybe like a year before like that video that like went like where everybody basically discovered me. I like yeah. learned for it probably not that long before that and uh it was kind of weird just kind of like like i never even knew i could do that trick it's just like one of those things where like i never tried it, it just happened and i was like <laughs> like kickflip front tails me too like that was just like front i front flip so much so just like yeah I think about tricks really and someone would, like i would just like try it as a joke and i'm like oh I actually got close to that. <laughs> well, walk us walk us through the couple months leading up to that video. I mean, were you skating more? Because I mean, you look really comfortable on your skateboard when those videos kind of yeah, hit the internet like, and everyone saw them for the first time. Well, there, like, I was skating maybe once every couple weeks or maybe a month. I wasn't skating a lot actually. Wow. Um, but I was skating like enough to keep like, like I would get up like I sometimes like my friend Devin would hit me up and be like, hey, like. You want to skate and it'll be like after work and like that day was after work i like just finished work went home real fast changed went back to the, out to the park and then uh just skated for like 45 minutes so that happened like in 45 minutes we're just like there wow last minute decided to film that like we i wasn't even planning on filming anything we're just like i was like filming Devin, and i was like and he was like why don't you get why don't you get a trick like right before you i was like i gotta leave in like 10 minutes because i had to go <laughs> what i was doing i had to leave and then i like the, i got it in like 10 minutes so it was like such a rush thing i didn't think much of it but i was like skating like it was kind of weird that was like the year where i just suddenly like i was not like as techy or as good as i was at skateboarding than i am now like i was it's like kind of crazy what happened like i don't know what happened to me or maybe it's like after like maybe like coming out transitioning and stuff maybe like i was more confident i don't know yeah. like, it led me to like but i was not like skating at like my skill level four years ago or three years ago like i could kick with no slide but like not like not like now like it's kind of weird like i could do it it wouldn't be like first try or anything like that or it wouldn't be like it would be something i had to really like it was kind yeah. of and well was, that makes sense i mean you went from working to like having the resources and validation to skate all the time right well well i was still working though when i was like okay. i was still working full time like when i quit last september so i was still like working all through 2020 all through 2021 full time but i was going to the park like almost every other day so i was like kind of like skating more no i was just curious um w because you were working through covid i know that in in one of your interviews i don't know if it was with pocket you spoke of kind of getting involved in testing for covid like did mm -hmm. that just take over yeah um, it, yeah definitely made my job not enjoyable <laughs> yeah. like yeah i was like it went from like kind of having like it was it was just like the job wasn't really that stressful per se but it could it can be especially when you get a lot of specimens some days like it could be really busy and you have so much to test so much to catch up you have doctors calling for lab results and you're like trying to keep up with your workflow yeah when COVID happened it was just like we had all that other stuff 
And then we had, now we had COVID and we had like these new instruments we have to do QC on and calibrate and like also like trying to make sure that our other workload, there was a moment though where like we weren't getting other specimens, which is really weird because we'd have like, it's not like every other disease has suddenly disappeared when COVID happened. Right. Yeah. It's just like, doctors just stopped. Like, it's like almost like the whole, like we had like cancer patients and other things. It was just like, they weren't really testing as much for other things. <laughs> just yeah, so yeah, strange. Yeah. Like we weren't getting all the specimens we used to get. So there was like a moment right. where it was kind of just nothing but COVID for a little bit. We still get stuff, but it just wouldn't be as much. And then, because they were cutting off all like simple visits, like, and people were also like, kind of like scared or like go places. Really. Did you feel like there was a lot of burnout that people in your field were experiencing or you were experiencing? Yeah, definitely. For sure. Especially like nurses. There's so many nurses that left upstairs. Like They, uh, they all left to pursue careers in professional skating. <laughs> That, yeah. and, that and TikToker by patient body. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. It was very, I remember just being getting like kind of just like, oh, like I'm so tired of hearing stat COVID. Like we just get specimens to come in like by like the hundreds, just like testing them and then also have other work to do. And this is like, the timing of it was really weird too, because like the whole Instagram thing happened for me. And so I was distracted between like work working like really stressful and also like wanting to go out and skate and like <laughs> this like new thing that was kind of happening and I was just like whoa this is kind of cool and I was just trying to like that was a big distraction actually from work and then but after a while all of it kind of got like too much to do like yeah, to let's... Get, I had to choose between like like I was like I'm gonna keep working and not do the skate thing or I'm just gonna like I couldn't do both I got to like it was too much for me yeah let's take a step back just to unpack what that those couple days look like because i love this idea that that you just had this you know every day 45 minute session with your friend film a little oh, yeah. instagram video that ends up kind of changing the trajectory of your life it's like so crazy like literally i just like i mean i would go like we would try to go out and film maybe like it would we wouldn't really film it was just like my friend devin he would make instagram edits all the time with his friends and i kind of was just like uh, I would just go and hang out I and mean, we weren't really that close, but we were, we were still friends and we'd still skate occasionally. And like, I'd go maybe once a week. I wouldn't really go skate that much. It kind of was just like, go to work, go home, like maybe do some music or something. And I wasn't really too like skating, like, whoa. So I'd just do that. It was pretty casual. Like, and he, so he posted the original video. Yeah. So like, well, I, we filmed it. I remember I got, I like posted it like at the skate park. I just like posted it and then I was like, oh, that's cool. And then I went to, I had to do something. And then when I got back home, I sat on the couch and I just like opened up Instagram like any other time. I was like, what the fuck? I just like kept flashing all these notifications. <laughs> I was like, what is going on? And then I was like kind of confused. And like, I remember the first thing it was a uh, Metro. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All my video, yeah. like Metro. And I was kind of confused. Like, oh, whoa, my Instagram's like glitching. It's like has some other, like my accounts like mixed up. I think. I mean, <laughs> like, like I'm logged into Metro. <laughs> Yeah, yes, yes. I thought like something weird happened where I was like logged into. Yeah, it was like something. <laughs> like I'm getting all of Metrogram's notifications. Like, yes, yes. I thought like my Instagram. Like I was like, whoa, what the fuck? It glitched. Like I'm logged into somebody's account. <laughs> confused, and I saw. All and these, Gary's like, like screaming at you. Like, <laughs> hey, give it back. And, like my profile's on private, so like I don't have like I don't really. I just keep getting these notifications of like re like requests or whatever, like for follow and like messages and DMs and all that stuff, and like. I'm just like, what the fuck is going on? And I have to be like, how the fuck did like, like after I figured it out, I was like, whoa, like it's on Metro. And then I see like barracks and then I see like Thrasher and I'm like, 
well, I don't really understand what the fuck's happening. Like, <laughs> and I figured out that I saw my friend Kevin, he just had an edit. And I didn't even know, I didn't even see his edit yet. <laughs> like, that mm. much. he's on public. So, like, obviously, whoever saw it saw my clip in there and just didn't really even, like, think about what to do with it and just send it straight to Metro, like through DM or something. That sounds like it's potentially super alienating, right? To like make a clip with your friends in your like most familiar place in the world. It's a yeah. thing for you and your homies. And then suddenly yeah. like, not only is it out there, but people are, you know, screen grabbing and posting it themselves. Sure, it's, going, it's, like it's going all over the place. And I'm like, I have no control of it. Like it's already out. And I remember thinking like, I, I remember seeing all these DMs. I was like, what the fuck? All these like, I remember seeing like P Rod and like Andrew Reynolds and like everybody, all these in the state companies, like all these companies just popping up, like in my DM, like a message acceptor, like folder or whatever. And I'm just like, what the fuck is like going on? Yeah, I have like this vision of like the masses like at the gate, like about to, <laughs> yeah, about to break <laughs> down the gate. Yeah, I remember calling Dev and they're like, yeah, I don't know, but like your video is just like all over the place. And I was like, what the fuck? Like, and I was like, kind of just like getting, I started freaking out. I started getting kind of scared, like paranoid. I was like, whoa, what the fuck? Like, this is so weird. Like, I don't want anybody like to, I don't want anybody like to do anything in this video. Like, I was like, first of all, they don't know I'm trans. And I was like, well, I was like, I mean, maybe some of them, I don't really, know. but like, I just like yeah. figured, like, just from judging, like, from yeah. their reaction, it was like a lot of people did not know, like, at all. I was just like, shit. And I only just like been out, like, for like five months, maybe. Yeah, and it, so, was that a thing that you were public about with with everybody, or? Oh, like yeah, like I'm like on my private. Account, I mean, I already came out. Like I was already out. Like uh -huh. around here, like I wasn't like I I wasn't like, you know, it was something I was out, you know, and I was like open about it. But still, like I had thousands of people knowing like who I am, and you know, like finding out where I live, and just like there's just so much. I was just kind of like paranoid about like people I don't know, just like mm -hmm. seeing my stuff, you know, like. This is like kind of for me, like I wanted to be on private. I kind of just want to live a simple kind of like, not mm -hmm. like, like type life. <laughs> so like you transitioning too. Like I was slowly, I was only out for five months and really like kind of learning things. And like, I was very like, just, I was dealing a lot more that didn't need like thousands of people to kind of have eyes on me too at the same time. So I kind of had to like sit down and talk to, talk about it with my best friend. And she was just like, well, what do you want to do? And I was like, well, I don't know. Like, should I delete my Instagram and just like make a new one? Like, I don't really like, like my Instagram's kind of fucked. I can't use it because it's like there's like too many. Like I don't know how to turn off people trying to find requests or like trying mm -hmm. to find out who I am. Like I can't. So I was just like, well, I guess like I had to start it, like make a new one, <laughs> and then or like get rid of this one. And then she's like, well, maybe like just, maybe just like go public and see what happens. She's like maybe it's a good thing or something. Maybe it could be something cool. Like I was like, I don't know. Like it's kind of weird. I don't really know how people are gonna handle like when I have to come out and say that I'm trans like I don't really know like what's gonna happen I don't really want to get hate I don't really like I wasn't ready like I wasn't used to all that stuff too yeah for sure I wasn't used to people just randomly like like getting sending me like hate mail or anything like that like I don't right. it's a pretty chill like private like yeah and the trajectory for most yeah it's like the trajectory for most skaters is that they slowly build up a following and in that you kind of build up a tolerance of like okay i have this like bigger platform but at the same time i have maybe a little more of the armor i need to yeah that shit talking and all that stuff exactly. and the trade-off that comes with it yeah like also i had never really dreamed of being like a instagram social media like you know i never that was like never really i didn't care for that stuff like mm -hmm. i never like, i didn't really know how to handle all that like attention and like some of it, like luckily a lot of it was like positive and good, but there was a lot that was like, there was enough of it that was negative to the point where it definitely made me feel like, well, this is like, 
kind of a lot to take in. Like, I really had to, like, I remember, like, when I hit, like, accept and I went public, I remember, like, getting all these, like, I remember just, like, I let the DMs, like, happen. And I remember I started responding to pros and stuff like that. And I wasn't, like, I was talking to them, like, yeah, we want to send you product. That's, like, the one thing. They're, like, oh, yeah, we want to send you this and that because everybody's, like, trying to get, like, their thing in. I remember just talking and like I asked, I forget who I, I think I talked to Alex White. That's who like, I remember I saw yeah. her and I remember talking and she like called me in the middle, like the, I think the next day. And she started talking to me about it and she was just, like seeing like, she's like, yeah, like, and um, well, actually before that though, like I had, to, I talked to her, like my friend, I was just like, how am I going to like, like I see a lot of comments and like a lot of them don't really know. Some of them are kind of like, they're like trying to feel like, well, like maybe she's trans or stuff like that. And I see like, there's other people, but there's people who like knew who I was and they were like hiding me on a private account. I, don't, I never knew who it was, but like they were trying to out me. Mm. Oh, like, God. Like, yeah, I don't ever knew who it was. It could be somebody I know too. Like I like see all the time. I don't know who it was, but they're like basically trying to put out my like private information and like say all this stuff about me. And like, and I was just, like, oh, and he's like going and DMing tons of people and like sending, like showing them old photos and stuff. Like, I mean, oh, Jesus. Like, like, and I was just like, oh, what the fuck? Like, I was like, but I was like, remember thinking in my head, I was just like, this is like, this is pretty fucked up, but like, they think they like have something on me. Like, I was like, I was gonna come out anyway, but I just like oh, was, yeah. I need like more, I was gonna do it later at night anyway, but it's just like, oh, shit, I might as well just do it like right now before like. This and guy. when you say, when you say do it, do you, you mean like post the, the sort of, um, the story post that you posted that was essentially yeah. like, look, I'm trans. This, this is who yeah. I am. This is what yeah. I think about gender. And if you're, if you disagree, then you can essentially fuck off. Yeah. It's just like, but you what, didn't say fuck off. That's just like, whatever. Like, I don't really care. Like it doesn't yeah. like, me like whatever, like you hate it, then whatever, just go, like, you can talk about it if you want. I don't really, but I just like, definitely was just like, yeah, I want to just get it out there. I get it over with. And I remember like thinking, I was like, I wonder how many companies and like pros are going to like, kind of just fall off or like, you know, yeah, rescind their offer or something. Yeah, like stuff like that. And I was kind of curious. It was like more like, to me, it started becoming more like a social experiment. <laughs> I, was right. like, I was like, I wonder how many people are going to stick around. Like if I like, you know, once I come out as trans, like I wonder if it's going to be like a thing. And then like, actually like, it seemed like most people didn't care. Apparently Andrew Reynolds was like even more hyped when he found out that I was trans. It was like kind of weird. It was like things like that. I was like, whoa, like I was like so surprised too. I was just very like, wow, this is so crazy. And like, I don't know. And like, I didn't really know like, I knew like Cher and a few other trans like people who skated, but I didn't really know like what their like the situation was like the the atmosphere in skateboarding like the industry really. You know, Aaron, the 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 sort of confluence of things um, that are in the story that you're telling right now are just sort of wild, right? I mean, like first of all, to be as Ryan has said, like a zero to a hundred kind of pro like known skater right like instead of having that kind of incremental building up you are just suddenly like known by all of skateboarding um which is wild which is not a thing that could have happened at any other time and then also the fact that your identification as trans and your relationship to gender just like factors into the fact that skateboarding is suddenly in a very different place than it was 10 years sure. ago also. So like, I think for a lot of us, it was like a, it was like a, like, here's where we are now. And it happened very suddenly. And so for me, it was like, it was, it was incredibly exciting. Like I found myself, um, like I watched the video of you and I remember being like, well, holy shit, that's an incredible trick. And then being immediately like, who is this person? Like, where did this person come from? Yeah. Um, and so I imagine to be on the other side of all of that curiosity, um, you know, 
whether that curiosity is healthy and, you know, well-meaning and like coming from a good place or that curiosity is what kind of sounds like was the fear was like people being like, who is this person? How dare she come in here and, and suddenly have all the attention in skateboarding? Because yeah. a lot of people are jealous as fuck. Yeah. And I yeah. was definitely like very nervous about that. I was like, I was like, I didn't try to do this. Like, I don't really, mm-hmm. I wasn't like, that wasn't like go or anything. Like, I never like, I like didn't really, I was just kind of just like, whoa, like, how do I, I don't know. I didn't really know how to navigate it at first. And just like, yeah, I was definitely very, very weird in like how I had to adjust to like the attention and, and how to navigate like a lot of the hate that I started getting once I like, cause I remember like I came out, I, like I would, right. So like, yeah, that later at night after that whole thing, I remember like I posted that thing in my story and I remember just like, well, let's see like what happens. And I remember getting like so much like, like support and like love coming in. Like I remember I got a really cool video from Kata. Like she sent me a personal video, like really like just making sure like, you know, like, you know we like love you, we don't care. And it was just really nice. And it was like, really like, oh, like it was really nice definitely seeing all that. And it definitely helped me like kind of get through like a lot of that and realize like, yeah, I'm going to get hate too, for sure. Mm-hmm. But there's going to be a lot like I really, I quickly realized that there's gonna be a lot more people who I'll see a lot more love and, and hopefully like the people who do like, who are going to hate it, like either stay quiet or like, it's not that many, you know, which is kind of what really happened. I mean, I would get like, and so like, it definitely helped it, like helped me get through like that whole attention, like that spotlight pretty, like very, like it helped a lot. Definitely. Do you feel like there was any sort of danger in just the like excitement and like over positivity because i felt like the other the other factor in that clip you know like the the again kyle says like the the confluence of all these issues is that that was like at a period during the protests like post the the primaries and and people were like really frustrated like the internet had just become this like really dark pit of negativity and that clip was like really positive and you're like smiling in it and i think that the the thing that I'm like thinking back on is that it seemed like everyone was like putting all of this energy into you as like, oh, this is this new positive person mm-hmm. and force that we can just all like dump all of this uh, feeling onto. And and any and I feel like there's a little bit of a a danger in just like, you know, trying to put too much pressure on somebody to be everything for the moment. It was also like a time where like everybody was just locked inside too. Like yeah. Everyone's like on Instagram because like yeah, we're all right. going insane for sure. Yeah, it's like sitting inside and that room going and like <laughs> I mean, I was too, but like I was still going outside, but like I I mean I worked at the hospital and I like definitely was like out a lot, but like it was like the beginning of like the the Instagram infographic yeah, it was period, like, you know, where everyone was just like mad at that continuing education (laughs) yeah skateboarding was also like blowing up too at the same time because i think everybody was just inside skateboarding was like a thing you could do i remember seeing so much skateboarding just like everybody was just like blowing up like during every news article was hey i got my first skateboard at 30 yeah (laughs) yeah it was like it was so it was like the timing of it was like really wild for me and just like for sure like and at that point too i was just like thinking about this, like I worked in a like hospital in my career path and I still remember thinking like, like social media, like I remember like talking with my friend and she's like, she's like, you could, maybe you could like make money off this too. And I was like, I don't know. Like, I feel like this is like too, like, I don't want to go down this like rabbit hole of like, 
like I'm not really a, I'm not like mentally I feel like I'm not built for social media like uh-huh. like I wasn't at the time I wasn't really built for like I didn't what have did a drive you? I didn't have a drive and I didn't really have like the creator like like mindset like where I wanted to like make content and stuff like that really I did like sk- making edits uh, like skate video edits that was like my thing and I remember realizing that like that was a fun to make like that kind of content I guess is what you would call that but like it's like I didn't really have any desire and I remember thinking how I've never made more money skating than what the money I'm making right now in the hospital like I was like so I was like this is definitely something fun to do like but like I don't really know like how like and then like that's when like Vans hit me up in all these companies and they're like Vans was like talking about like I remember them like talking to me about a contract like yeah we like actually want to like I was like well that doesn't make sense I remember thinking like that doesn't make any sense to me I mean I grew up I mean I, I grew up skating in like like 2001 2002 and I was like well I was like I don't even have any clips like I have no video footage I have nothing like that doesn't make sense like all I have is like five skate park clips and like <laughs> I remember being like what like it's this doesn't make sense and I remember them explaining like well we're in the do we're like in a new era pretty much with like social media and like it seems like you don't really need to have that anymore to make it dating right now which I kind of like see, like I get that, like, yeah, you can make money off of Instagram and people and stuff like that. Companies can make, you know, like it's like ad, free ad and stuff like like revenue. It's like you yeah. can do. And I'm thinking like, whoa, but I kind of just felt like it was just like, not like like fake, like they're not fake, but like it's just remember this like feeling sure. of like, that's like too easy. Like it doesn't like there's people who like been skating for years and they're like dying hard. And I just like, I felt like really like, oh, I don't know, like this is kind of weird. Like, like, I feel like I need to, like, prove myself in a film. Yeah, you have a kind of a traditional view of that, which I think is interesting. It yeah, kind of speaks and to super how you... refreshing. Like, it is I refreshing. It. Yeah, and yeah, frankly, sure. Mickey Papa is in his right place. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, funny, actually, Mickey Papa is dating a girl from Delaware that actually knew, which is funny. Or I don't know if they're still together, but, like, I remember, like, yeah. I've heard but, he's a kind fellow. But I, yeah. could be, <laughs> could be, could be. But no, but for real, Aaron. Like I, I find that super. I don't know. You know, it's um, it's a, it's maybe a word for it is traditional or sort of old school. I think yeah. like today it's kind of heroic, right? Like to, to be, to be on the winning end of the sort of Instagram lottery, right? Like to find yourself yeah. suddenly thrust into the spotlight and yeah. to have reservations about whether or not you, you you've earned it i mean that could very easily tip over into being yeah, like hard on yourself i definitely did not feel like i deserved it like no. i definitely was like very like well this is like i don't deserve this just for like what for being like trans skater or being like i remember thinking all the possible like i was just like this is like definitely like uh i definitely felt like yeah companies are jumping all over this because it's like a mm-hmm. thing for them and it's just like I remember like very like I just didn't really know how to feel about the whole thing but I do remember like at the same time I was really trying to progress my skating and really trying to just show like what like I just remember just feeling so like free like skating and Mm -hmm. just trying tricks I would just try like I never would have tried ever before and like just I remember just really like working on tricks just trying to like prove myself Mm -hmm. eventually I really had to try and like kind of like prove to myself that like I deserve this yeah I need to like actually I feel like I should try like if I'm gonna do this like maybe I should try it and really like actually focus on it and put work in and so like I yeah definitely that was like I remember just like having like a a, just like thinking to myself like yeah if I'm gonna do this I really need to start like like just really skating more and trying to do something but I also still was like I don't even know what I want to do still like right 
I'm still working in the lab. Like, what do I, how do I do this? Like I have benefits. I have everything. Like, it's like, how do I even know how much money, like what, you know, how is this going to work? And I remember just like, not sure. And Vans was, yeah, they're like, they're sending shoes. So that was like new to me too. I was like, whoa, like I'm getting shoes, like I'm getting full shoes and stuff like that. And just like, still trying to figure out like, do I just, I remember I just like give away, like I used to give away like tons of stuff. <laughs> so I just felt like I was like, I don't know. I deserve this. So like, I don't feel like. I think that. a really fun exercise we could play is, uh, or game we could play is who, all, who sent you stuff? Which skateboard company sent you stuff? <laughs> oh, if, well, if, you, if you feel open to sharing that. Natty Cons, FPN Souls. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I remember talking to Alex and she was just like, say yes to everybody. Like they want yeah. to say stuff to say yes to everybody. And I remember thinking like, wow, that sounds like so fucking like, <laughs> <laughs> sounds really wrong. She's just like, like, she's like, build a crux base plate with a thunder bushing hanger. <laughs> <and a base, laughs> uh, I was and I was just like, I don't know if I, I feel like it's weird, like, especially if a company sending me stuff and then like, I don't know. So, but I said, yeah, to like a few, quite a few people. And then I got a lot of product and I remember just like, I got like a box of Vans, six pairs like that. I can't, it was like at least like six or seven. And then I remember Carl Watson, he like talked to me, he sent me some Adidas or, or is a uh, Paul Scher, one of them. I can't remember. Yeah. Maybe. And then and I also got some Americas too. Respect. Tim Cicilino. Yeah, Tucson your, Ledge. Your early, your early two thousands love of skating was probably hyped on the Americas. No, uh, yeah, I actually, well, America was like the one thing I was like, okay, cool. Like, yeah. <laughs> you're like, can you send me the this is skateboarding DVD as well? <laughs> yeah, right. Oh gosh, I'm so sad that I got stolen. But um, I mean, now it's like it's like you can just watch it anywhere. But like, so actually, I didn't have it on DVD. I had it on VHS. But uh, damn, I never Flex. had. I never had the DVD. I did get Kids in America. So I, I was getting bands, which is cool because I was skating bands at the time too, which is kind of like that kind of worked out. But yeah, so I was just like getting stuff and I was just like, well, I guess this is like what social media, like they just want you to wear their stuff. And it's like, I guess it's like, I guess I am kind of promoting it. Like I was trying to find like, like I was trying to reason uh -huh. like the moral, like, I don't know, I was trying to like feel like, okay, well, I guess it's like, you know, I'm kind of wearing their stuff and it's like, it's like they're getting like free advertisement. Yeah. So, and then you realize how cheap promo is for them and then you're like yeah. wait a second i'm sharing yeah. this to like a hundred thousand people and you're not even paying me yeah actually i remember like they asked me like i remember frank at the time when he was like uh i guess he was like tm or something he was like yeah you should like post this thing with the tag vans on the story and do all that stuff and i remember like i was like oh okay i was like but i don't know whatever i kind of wasn't really like I didn't like complain about like I didn't really like really try to stand up for myself for that stuff. I remember for a mm -hmm. while until like this like, until this crux thing happened where I like kind of was like okay, and then that kind of just like made me like not really want to do a lot. And I kind of just like want to restart like fresh, but like um, but that was like a learning experience. That was also like part of it was my fault too. I was too nice about that stuff. I kind of was just like yeah sure like I don't need money for this, and I would just do like I didn't really like because I wasn't really like trying. Like I wasn't really doing, I was trying not to really do it for money. I just like was having fun. And I didn't really realize like that people would talk to me like, you should be getting paid for this because it's like, they're using you, you're following you know, for this and that. And so I kind of was like, okay, like, I guess I have to look at it like a different way, you know? Do you feel like those are sort of like weird impulses to, to deal with like as an adult? Cause it's like the, the dream under, under the current economics, the capitalisma is that you get paid 
to either not do that much work or to or to do work that you really like. The former is better. And I don't know, th- those ideas of worth and how they're tied into work, like that's kind of like our conditioning, right? Like the yeah. Like you shouldn't, I, I don't know kind of where I'm going with it, but like, did you feel like there were some things where you're like, hey, this is actually like a bullshit idea. Like my worth shouldn't be tied to how hard I work for something or whatever. Cause like, these are like pretty old and bad ideas that have kind of gotten us into to, to weird places or, or, um, or do you think that like, yeah, it's actually, or did you feel like icky making money off the thing that you love or like, or, or have well, you I was, like, I, I didn't really, I was still trying to figure it out. Cause I, I remember I was just, I kind of was just having fun with it all. Yeah. I was like, well, to me in my head, I was just like, well, this is fun. My career is working in the lab. Like no matter yeah. what, like I can try this. And if whatever fails, I still have, like, I'm still working in the lab. Like I still have a career. Like I'm not losing money. Like I'm not. Like, this is not a risk for me at all. Like, I was kind of just like, like me just skating and just doing this and making a clip, going to the skate park and making it out or whatever. It was just like, for like pretty much fun at that time. And just kind of like, it was cool, like just interacting with people and just like meeting people online, like having, making new connections. It was just kind of like, you know, I didn't really think about that until people started kind of getting in my head about things. Like, like there were certain friends that I had, they're like, you should be getting money off this. Like, they're clearly taking advantage of you. Like, you need to, you need to know what your worth is. Because yeah. right now you're doing things, you're doing too much and you're not asking for enough. And I feel like that's not right. Like there are healing people. I was, I was just being kind of like pulled in directions where I have to kind of think about it. And I was like, well, I don't know what my worth is. Like, yeah. I don't know what my worth. Like I really like don't have any, like, I can't put a number how much I should get paid for anything, you know, yeah. especially in like, I didn't know what skaters even made. I didn't know what people would pay for like a skateboarder. Like I didn't know anything about that. So I was just yeah. like, I don't really, and I was, I've also never been somebody to really ask, like, it's like going to your boss for a raise, yeah. like, that feeling, like, I don't really know how to, like. Yeah, it's hard to advocate for yourself. Yeah. Your, your worth is the point at which they, they no longer profit off of affiliating themselves with you. <laughs> that is your worth. There is a pivot point between yeah. how much you sell and how much they profit. And once you find that, it's very hard, but that is your worth. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, that kind of happened where, like, I didn't really know how to advocate for myself. And my friend, basically, like, at the, at the time, she, like, was like, I'll do it for you. Like, and that was a bad, <laughs> that was actually really bad. So I remember that. That was with the whole crux thing. Like, I remember, because yeah. I was upset about something that happened, but I did not approach it very well. And I kind of left it. Like, my friend basically wrote out this email for me. And it wasn't even in my own words. And, like, I basically, like, sent it off, not really, like, curating it at all with my own, you know, kind of just, yeah. like, off really like it made me look really bad <laughs> it starts with i skateboarding rock star aaron <laughs> frankly too big for these britches <laughs> not gonna lie it was pretty much like yeah like it was like yeah based on like the following that i have like uh, yikes you know, yeah it was like something like that where like i should at least get you know for that i mean i was really upset though so i kind of was just like whatever like i didn't really like i was kind of like fuck it like but i definitely would never do that anything like that now like i'm like yeah. definitely have more like a like i'm definitely think i definitely do my own like stuff now like and just when it comes to skating like i'm i'm better at like advocating for myself and knowing what i want and making sure like i'm not like if i need if i need money just like ask for it like don't yeah don't let it just go like i'm i got that definitely taught me that was a big lesson for me for sure um but yeah it was like something that was just like yeah learning that yeah that whole thing i was like upset about and then like i was like well i didn't even get like 
I was being like basically used like as an advertisement, but I didn't get the actual trucks that were being advertised, like like for the advertisement. It was just kind of just like a thing where I was like, ah. So mm -hmm. I definitely was upset by that. But like it was like a lot of miscommunication too, and just like just a lot of like I didn't really, I I just should have been more vocal too about it and mm -hmm. what you know. And so it was just a it was a learning lesson for me and. But it was good though. Like I'm not. I don't have any hard feelings about it now. Like I'm just like I'm like over. I'm like it's just whatever. It's just what happens. It's just like. So what's what's really interesting listening to you here, Aaron? I mean, among the, there's a lot that's really interesting listening to you here. But one of the things that that keeps jumping out to me is just how how many different kinds of work are involved um, in the sort of whirlwind uh, like career change that you went through, um, and I. And I'm curious about that because like what we haven't really talked about really is like skating, right? Like we haven't really talked about your skating or talked about what informed you as a skater, what made you into a skater. We've kind of um, spent a lot of this, this episode talking about like what has happened to you, like what the industry sort of did when the industry discovered you um, and how you as a person kind of were asked to navigate that situation. Um, I have this like, you know, ongoing kind of pet theory about the relationship, about the kind of skaters that people are, right? Like Ryan, um, like much to my dismay, uh, continues to, you a skater. continues to be like a stair gap skater, right? Like, like for all the things of that I think of with Ryan Lay, like what's what's fucked up is that he really is like a a. a like a stair set guy. Um, I still haven't figured out exactly what kind of skater Ted is, except like a doesn't stretch skater. Um, Simon Woodstock you, with thinning hair. No, Ted. Ted's a park hero. <laughs> <laughs> he's the he's the Benny Hanna over the the whole Euro Gap off of the oh, yeah. ramp thing kind of guy. Yeah. I'm a street skater now, though. I'm I'm yeah. not. died in the wool, baby. As of okay. July fourth, two thousand twenty-one. Here. Uh, but what kind of skater is Aaron? I'm curious where this is going. All right. So that is my question indeed is like, how do you see yourself as a skater, right? Like a lot of what we've said is about self-worth and how you see yourself in the industry. Um, but I'm, I'm super curious, like who are the people that you've admired? Who are the people that influence the kind of skating that when you go to your local park, you want to do? The, the funny thing is that a lot of the skaters that I really, really like, I don't really think I skate like them at all. Mm, yeah. <laughs> like, the skaters, Tom Knox, like, I don't, I don't have that quick, he lands, that fits You know, like, I don't skate like that, but I really love it. Like, I don't know. I don't necessarily need to skate like the skaters I really look up to and love. Like, I don't know. It's just like, uh, I, I guess I just try to do my own thing, really. But mm. while also, like, I mean, there's times where I definitely were like, if I'm trying to learn like certain tricks, I'm like, oh, like, you know, I really want to like, if I'm like trying to not heal something, I'll try and channel like an Antoine Dixon. Now, like, you know, like I'll try like, yeah. really want, you know, I'll try and like channel like skaters I can think of, but like, I don't really know like what kind of, I definitely like, I've, I know what skater I've been told or I've, I'm perceived as is tech, like a tech skater. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ledge, ledge skater, tech skater. Like I know like, and you're working on a video part, right? For yeah, is this your yeah. first video part ever? For sure, yeah. Yeah, and how does that feel to to work on that? And like, what are you? What models are you taking to influence that? It comes out like you're a Jersey Barrier Barney. <laughs> what the fuck? A lot of pressure, for sure. It's been it's been a journey. Like it's, I was really excited to like start going, but after a while, you kind of go through like phases where it's like, 
oh, this like isn't good enough. Like, like I need more. I kind of it definitely put like a lot more pressure on skating for me. Like I feel like it's been pretty hard for me because I like, especially like when it comes to like tricks I've done like on at the skate park and ledges, like stuff like that. And trying to like do them like just as good like a street spot or like trying to like do them better like do different tricks it's definitely been really hard for me to like really try to at least emulate like what people i think what at least think people want to see from me Mm -hmm. like so it's been very like i hope this is like good enough you know like kind of thing like i'll film a trick i'm like really critical of it i'm like rarely very like hyped like it's hard for me to be like because i feel like i've done it better before or something like that you know it's like but I definitely know that this, it's we're also like in a in an era now where I, I forget like video parts used to take years to yeah. film. And now like I I feel like because you see so many skaters, they film a video part in like a year or like four yeah. months or like three months. You know, it's like I feel like I need to be like that too. Where I don't know if I I don't know if I am like that kind of skater. I don't think I am. Yeah. I think like more time and I actually go back to tricks or like or like try it and not feel like I have to get it in that one day, you know? Yeah. I definitely was conditioned from the whole Instagram thing to go to the skate park and like, <clears throat> like I gotta, I gotta film I have like an hour after work before it gets dark. Like I get off work, go home, change quickly, go back to the skate park. It's going to be dark in like an hour and a half. I have to get this trick. So like kind of actually helped for a little bit. So like yeah. made me like learn, like they like made me land tricks, like, like harder tricks faster. Yeah. Definitely. Like when it comes to filming a video part, I feel like I tend to, have that same mentality where like, I need I go to a spot we try to film and like I gotta get it right now the same day. Like I can't like go back to it like another day. I have to do it now. Or it's like I'm not going back. Or, like I'm not gonna, you know, <laughs> I don't think like it's gonna get dark soon in my head. Like it's like yeah. Jerry's uh, like Jerry's like speaking for personal experience, you could go back like five, six, eight times. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And like I still like I'm getting used to my head and like I I feel like I don't want to be lazy about it, but I feel like it definitely has been like a very hard like me trying to get over that whole like yeah and i also like struggle with like like filmers too like living all right where i live there's no filmers no spots where i live and so i have to be out like i have to be away from home and i have to go up to new york or i have to go somewhere like to la like, that's where i get most of my clips and filming done is when i go on these trips but <laughs> if i don't visit for like three or four months like i'm not getting a clip so it's kind of like that's been the slow process where it's like it's to be nice if i like live in an area like where I live with a filmer or something like that, and we go out and film every day. I definitely would feel better, I think, about filming for video part. And you're just doing uh, this all DIY style with your own camera, right? You bought a camera and you just, yeah, and just got, like, friends yeah, like six of the clips are from friends, or, like my friend and the camera that I have. We just like use it and we'll film each other, which is cool. But like, definitely some some clips were not filmers, you know? So some clips oh. don't turn out right. And like, it's like, it's kind of like a gamble. Yeah, I think what's super interesting too is that this is all just pressure that you put you've put on yourself. Like, there's no expectation of you to film a sci-fi part or sure, sure, but I definitely don't want. Like, I feel like I have to. Like, I won't feel good about like if I don't film a video part, I won't feel good about this whole thing. (laughs) Like, I feel like for me, something like it's a goal. Like, it's it's a personal goal for sure. I I don't feel any pressure from anybody to film this. Like, Jerry's been like, just do what you want. Like, he's been really like. He's like, you don't even need to film a part. Like, you don't have to do, like, he's like, it'd, it'd be really cool, but, like, just don't have, like, there's no pressure to be, like, you know, this. So, like, 
I don't feel any pressure from that, but it's just more for myself. Like, yeah, like you said. Mm -hmm. so don't you love that G guy who maybe got more stressed out filming video parts than anyone in the world is <laughs> like, hey, no pressure. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> um, but it's like you can't you can't you can't like uncork it without letting that energy out, you know, like I because I, uh, I feel the same way. Like when I was getting on the team, I'm like, well, I want to film a video part because I feel like I haven't done shit in the last couple of years and I'm not going to just have a board on a company and be like, oh, yeah, I haven't really done anything. Like, I want to put something out. I feel like I feel like if I were to ever like, you know, I don't even have any like I don't have any goals or desires to go pro or anything like that. Like, but like I definitely want to like at least have some kind of like in my skateboard career, whatever it's going to be, at least have a video part like that I worked on and it was like you know and then i can work like i want more than at least i want more than one if i can but like at yeah. least like film a video part for myself well and, and that's a lot of feedback that like i remember when my board came out people were like well where's aaron's board i'm like aaron can sell the shit out of boards there's no doubt in my mind but i think that i wouldn't you... let i wouldn't let anybody turn me pro right now i would, <laughs> I would, let, I would literally just put them back the board i'd be like incorrect <laughs> Like, yeah, someone gave me a board with my name on it. I'd be like, no, I'm sorry. Like, I didn't, I didn't do it. return it. <laughs> Surprise party. Yeah, you just keep it all away. Put your lab coat back on, yeah. pull out a microscope. I mean, I'd definitely be like, wow, like, that's, I mean, it's amazing that, like, you think of me that much, like, where it's like, you think I deserve it. But I definitely feel like it's a personal thing. Like, I feel like I have to, like, and Jerry knows that. I think he definitely knows that. Like, I, I definitely feel like I need, to do more for sure before I feel like I deserve going. Are you tempted, Aaron, to um, relocate either to New York, which is much closer to you, or to go out to LA and kind of settle in for That's a bit? Maybe, I highly maybe recommend even, one of those places. May, maybe even Tempe. Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> I also recommend one of those places. I've never been in Tempe. I remember being in Tucson, like growing up and like, oh, Tempe Park. Like, I should go. I should go up there one day. Bit of Phoenix. Also, great places. Uh, there's more parks in Tempe now and even more parks in Tucson than when you were there. Um, yeah, but yeah you should move to New York. I, I suggest this move. I co-sign. You don't need my co-sign, but that would be awesome. Yeah, I definitely. I love New York. It's like, I just like, I love like being able to just take a train and like, not, like you don't need a car. I don't, yeah. you know, I don't have to do all that. You know, like LA, you kind of have to have a car yeah. or you have to use like to get, to get around, you know? Yeah. So, but I do love the atmosphere. It reminds me of being out west in LA, and just like, but and also just like more spots and skaters and more like it's just really beautiful there. I think to me, not just LA, but like just like going to the beach and like seeing like the. I just like the. I'm not even like a beach person, but I definitely liked all the, you know, background with the mountains or whatever. Just like really, yeah, really we got pretty. Coney Island, we got Rockaway, we, <laughs> we've got the Toxic Hudson. <laughs> But New York is like beautiful to me. It's like this crazy, massive, like, I don't know. There's something about it. I just love like how like it's big it is, like, in, but all like congested into like this. It's like so like, I don't know, it's like mind blowing to me. It's like every time I drive through and I see the skyline, it's like, wow, like this is New York City. Yeah. Never gets old. I feel like you kind of have a crew here too, or not like here, here, but like when you come out here, you kind of already like the day I saw you skating, like you were like clicked up with Dutchie, who I see you skate with a lot. Um, and I feel like you just kind of like have like a yeah, pod or a crew that you move around. I have, with. I have like, yeah, I have like people there that I can see. It's like, yeah. I have that group in LA. It's, uh, I do have people, but it's definitely hard, harder to meet up with each other. Yeah. I feel like 
without I don't have my own car there. I'm usually like at Jerry's, either Uber or like at Jerry's. Like I feel like I was hanging around people when I was in LA too the last time. I feel like I was hanging around people who didn't live there really. So much yeah. like all on my trip, you know. It's like time timeline wise, at how many months ago did you leave your job and kind of assume the role of professional skater? And all and and the other question I have is what was that like telling your coworkers that you were gonna leave your job? That to become crazy. a professional skater because that's a wild one that's okay that's cool nobody's ever asked me that yeah um so like in sept it's been since september of 2021 so it's been like what like i don't know like nine months or something like yeah that. uh so i kind of like a lot of the coworkers knew about my instagram thing they're like oh wow like like they knew about it i would tell them about certain things i'm like oh yeah i'm gonna get a job and i remember like one of my coworkers, maureen she retired but I love her. She is so great. She was like, she's like, you should do it. She's like, whatever they, if you're going to get money from it, do it. Just leave. Get out of here. <laughs> she just, she'd always just tell me to get out of there. Like, she really yeah. wanted to do it. And like, a lot of people were too. They were like, kind of proud of me. It was like, kind of nice, actually. Very supportive. They're like, you should definitely do it. Like, whatever. Like, if you get this contract or whatever, like, you should go for it. Just do it. I'm like, I don't know. Like, what about like the lab? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Like, what do I do? Like, You're looking at a box of samples, like, yeah, but I got like 50 more samples also, to go through today. And also, I was gonna take a pay cut too, so that was something I had to like really prepare for. Yeah, for sure. Definitely making less money, so it's like I was kind of had to like really like balance out like what I really wanted to do, and I was just like, and there was just like, you just do it. Like, you'll never get this opportunity again. Like, you can always work in a lab. You can always do like they're yeah. really like you can always come back and work in a lab. Like, there's no like you're not missing out on that. Like you could live for years and come back. You're like, you're good. Like you have six years on you. Like you even, you're in such a good position. So just go for it and see what happens. And if it doesn't work out, come back. Like, and what a cool opportunity too, to like really have the the resources to figure yeah, out how was, good at skating you can get, you know, I, like that is a, an underexplored phenomenon of all of this, which is that like, yeah, no, actually, if you get the money to skate all, all the time and be able to like travel the world and film, like you actually get to like maximize your potential. I'm so grateful for that. Like, I definitely, like, I'm so blown away of that I was given, like, this, it's, like, such a, like, not many skaters are in that position where they, like, they have so much more pressure on them. So, like, you know, they don't have, a lot of them don't have, like, careers to back, like, fall back on and stuff like that. Like, I definitely feel, like, so, like, I feel lucky for sure. Like, that, I was, like, it's, like, like, again, yeah, like, I never saw skating for me at this age. Like, I never thought of skating, like, you know, 31 this year it's like i never thought like my career in skating would start at like my age like well, that's so weird it's usually uh, like it should be ending around that. like i feel like it's like going it starts like you know but i don't know yeah it's definitely like uh, i was my coworkers are cool about it they're like and i still talk to them and um i don't know like it was it was cool how have you navigated having to structure your own time and living in this uh, this world now where you just kind of have no clear directives or, so, <laughs> or goals and you just have to build everything yourself? Honestly, I think I'm struggling with that. I am so used to having that routine from uh -huh. working a lot that I definitely think that kind of fucked me up a little bit. I think that like, yeah, I, I it's so weird. I feel like I used to, I used to do more. Which doesn't make sense. I was working full time. No, that makes so. That actually makes sense. Yeah, it I, makes sense to I, me too. I was working full time, and I think because I was working, I find I would find all this time at, between work when I get off work and before yes. I have to sleep. 
I would find things like I need to do this. I, I got to do this. And I would be, I have this drive. I would make music. I feel like I was like, I would like make a song or like record something or I'd like uh, just do art or like I would go out and like, I feel like I was more productive. I feel like, yeah, <laughs> which is stupid. And then, but like, I guess, yeah, I can make sense for sure. And then now I'm like, kind of like, I have all this free time and I'm like wasting it. And I feel so like, I could be like learning a language or I could be like, I could be doing so much more than just like, waking up and kind of just like but then again i'm also grateful that i have all this mental like i can sit down and kind of go through and like meditate if i want to i, ha I don't have as much pressure this stuff it's like a you know like you just have to take what you can from like the situation and i think yeah. it's, like, it's helpful for sure having free time um but it, it's hard sometimes like no when you, yeah like uh i've i've had periods where um I didn't work um, because I was too good of a worker at my other job that I made everybody look bad. And so they, <laughs> they told me to go home for three months until I found a different job somewhere else. No, you're, you're totally right, though, is that when you are in the routine of work, you are the only thing that you are aware of is when you have those gaps to become yourself again. Yeah. And so it's like, OK, from, you know, you know, seven to ten at night, like, dude, that's, that's fucking music time or that's skate time or that's like, and, and you have, you know, you don't let anything kind of get in the way of that. Whereas if, if all of the time is to, is to do that, none of it kind of becomes special or defined in which, in when you need to be kind of aspirational. And, uh, yeah, that is, uh, but then, but you, that, that other thing of like, yeah, I could be learning a language or I could be getting better at this. That is also an impulse that we've kind of been, you know, like train like dogs into, which is like, you need to utilize your time. You need to optimize your time. Yeah. You, need to, you need to become a better person. You need to become the best version of yourself. And it's like, dude, fuck that. Like the, the, the best you can do is, is to understand, is to spend as much time as you can not being aware of time. <laughs> I just feel like, I guess I, I'll just like think about something. I'm like, oh, well, I can just do it tomorrow. Like that's kind of what it does. <laughs> yeah. it, it kind of spirals into this like, you know, cycle of it's like every day I'm like, oh, I'll just do it tomorrow and the next day or the next day. And I just never end up doing what I like, wanted to do. Yeah. Anyway, which then it makes me think maybe I didn't really need to do it anyway, I guess. Like, yeah, fuck it. <laughs> well, let's talk a little bit about traveling because that is one of the uh, obligations of being a pro skater. You, your trip to Europe was your first big team trip, yeah? Um. Yes, for sure. It was actually the first time like being in Europe like as an adult, like just freedom, like it's like mm. kind of for sure like... And that was with Nike. Yeah, yeah, that was a really uh, that was a really good a good experience for me. Actually, um, I was really really great people, and I felt really like just taken care of the whole time. It was really nice. It was actually like a great um, till the very end. I got sick, but like um, <laughs> like everybody. Yeah, like much half of anybody who went to Copenhagen. Like yeah. yeah. Um, Turns out COVID uh, still around. Yeah, we did a. And this is so crazy. I never, I never got COVID the whole time until this trip, which just makes no sense to me. But yeah, wow. I, I don't even know if really confirmed if I got it, but we all think I did. And like, <laughs> I, I still lost my, like my voice is getting back yet. Like I'm still like, yeah, just like um, that was so good. Like I just remember just meeting up. I got to the airport in New York. We left from JFK, and I just remember like getting on the plane with like Ant was there, Haley was there. And Nicole and like we were all just like I remember just thinking like wow like I'm actually like they've done this before like, you know like they've already yeah. like 
they've already flown around like the world, like they've been doing, you know, all that stuff for a few years, at least years at this point. And for me, it's like, this is so new to me. I'm just like, wow. And especially like going to another country, which like English isn't really the like, I mean, everybody speaks English like over there, but like. Definitely not, in Sweden, yeah. It's not like the, you know, the main language. So it's just like, it's very cool for me to finally yeah. like that. And like, um, and I kind of always like kind of been interested in going to like that part one day, you know, of like the world to like Scandinavia. So like, so that was really cool. Just like experience a different culture and just like really, ah, uh, like I've always just wanted to travel like that. And it was on like a, a very, like, was, I didn't have to use any of my money if I didn't want to, which is so bizarre. Like, it was, <laughs> wow, like this is all like for free. For free. Yeah, well, actually we had, actually Aunt was the one, Aunt Travis, he's the one who had, he had the card. So we had to follow the card if he wanted to get free. Uh, follow the so, classic, follow the card. So I just paid a lot of my own stuff, like going, uh-huh. I didn't have per diem or anything that, that I know of. I'm just like kind of. Uh, just went off like and I would occasionally just you know especially like bars and going out like but that was really fun like just doing that and we would film we just like film and like then go travel go see some spots maybe go to some restaurant do something like a local like something like there and then it would just be like it was really cool like it was nice and this meeting people from like like meeting people from a different all across the world who knows who I am is really weird too and bizarre for me like meeting people who knew who I was it's like well like yeah like that's like in some random like you know like a town it's not really random but, but from like a town in sweden it's like that that's kind of like pro skater trial by fire uh in it whereas like you skate with your friend you know you're ba- basically the start of the story is your friends back home you know it's like yeah, five or yeah. six people at the skate park on the ledge like literally zero fanfare and then this is like i mean the literally the biggest pro skaters in the world. You have Mason Silva, Aishad, Ryan Lay, uh, all in the- <laughs> I was a, Well, the, so like, yeah, that was, it's cool because actually the first week of the trip was very chill. Like, so I wasn't with all those like names. Like it was like, it was with me and like the girls, it was just, like me, um, Nicole, um, Sarah, um Haley. Oh, Sarah's Sarah's so cool. I love her. Sarah's so good. I love her. Sarah Merle, who rides for weekend? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. So sick. And um and then Aunt too. And then um and then Leia also. Um I, I forget her name. Sorry. It's like Shre- uh Leia Shre- 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 I can't remember. Sharon or something, maybe. Yeah, Sarah. Like, anyway, she's in Germany. Yeah. And uh she, yeah, she showed up too, and it was like and it was really cool just like the whole group and um we uh it was a very just like chill week we filmed we like we had we were able to film and just like um and then it kind of like prepared you too like for like copenhagen a little bit like i was already there and then we took the train to copenhagen that's when we got like whoa like <laughs> my skating went downhill <laughs> i like basically was just like went from like skating seriously trying to film to like yeah this is, becomes party mode. Like we like weren't filming anywhere. It was just kind of, we did show up at events sometimes and like do our thing. But honestly, it like seemed like everybody was on their own schedule if they really wanted to be. And like, it was like, I would, I tried to make all the events, but a lot of time I'd show up maybe too early and not know, like it was very interesting, like how it was, but yeah, too much drinking. Oh my gosh. I know. <laughs> yeah, that was for me, that experience was like 
kind of like whoa party like I feel like I it kind of burned me out like I feel like I'm like I did all that and then like kind of over <laughs> yeah I I enjoyed Copenhagen like a great amount but I I felt like it was a little too hell ride for me I cannot day drink all day plus skate yeah, that bike really, around and yeah I just felt so burnt out by the time I left for sure I think that's why I got sick I haven't been sick in like forever and that was the first like I don't know it's just funny I think I just was like drinking so much and just not sleeping right and just going out and like every night this is kind of like whoa like what did about I, sorry I'm sorry did either of you see the Cyrus Bennett kickflip I don't know if I was even there at the time when it happened it, I yeah. can't it was kind of hectic like so many people were skating through and I was trying to skate in the midst of that too at a certain point and like it was a car to see everything going on I, I uh I didn't see it. I was skating back to my little spot and was looking at the crowd of also pro <laughs> skaters react to it, and I was like, yeah. damn. <laughs> yeah. When like Ashad, Louis Lopez, and everyone else, they're all like gasping and cheering. I was like, holy shit, something went down. Yeah, it's so sick though. Like that's that's actually was that setup was really crazy too. Because I would try a trick of the ledge, and as soon as I land, there's somebody flying and landing on the quarter pipe. Oh god, yeah. Was it kind of weird for you to? be skating in front of that many people at once or did it feel kind of more like a normal session like were you able to how, how do you adjust for that I think for me it was kind of just like fun like in my head I was like yeah. I was just like I'm not like everybody's just here to skate I know this is like Louis Lopez and I know this is like all these like I know like it's like all these big like skaters that I you see all the time it's almost kind of like funny like just Instagram in real life really so it feels mm -hmm. like it's like just seeing all these people that you see through or just skate videos like it's just like they're all right there all at the same time in the same place all skating like the same shit like kind of was just like i'm not gonna like like i want to i feel like skating you know like i'm not gonna just sit back and just like like it's their it's their park and they're gonna roll you know yeah sure like i might get in somebody's way or like they might get in my way i don't know like I, that's, that's kind of how i thought of it i just was yes. just like, like and i kind of just like got out there and just tried skating and just like it was it was cool it was just like it was like whatever I, I i was happy that i wasn't feeling too like i was i wasn't too insecure about like my skating at the time i just was like well I'll just do what i kind of know how to do and it took me 45 minutes to land two tricks but that's cool like <laughs> <laughs> i feel like each time i would i would like cross the that the red plaza i would like try to find you so that i can yeah. commiserate a little bit because it's i went through the same thing it took me like 45 minutes to start feeling warmed up yeah it was so hard like you i remember seeing you just go from part side to side without even getting a chance yeah that's the most embarrassing you don't even get a trick in because there's just too many people hitting everything yeah i couldn't kickflip front tail because i had to kind of curve out a little bit <laughs> and then and people I, are like you're not hitting the ledge and like so i would like have to curve out in the and my path that i take would be in front of the up like weird nike box up ledge thing yeah so i had to like I had to do the most perfect timing. So I, I actually ended up getting like one, but like I had to like really like um really time it perfect. You don't get that, you know. It was pretty it's cool. It was really fun though, actually. Even though I was like scared that I was definitely gonna get run like ran into and hit and really hurt. It was kind of just like that that adrenaline rush. It felt cool. It was like, whoa. But yeah, I had fun. I don't know. It wasn't like it was good. I don't know. Let's do some uh, rapid fire questions. I think that could be fun if you're into that. I'm not into that, but let's try it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like I respect, that's the best answer I could I possibly imagine. The honesty, that is not so into good. it. <laughs> don't don't like, like the sound. Whack. 
<laughs> my mind is like blank and like sometimes it's like something i know but I, like because i'm on the spot i like, can't think of it well we can, can cut we can cut out the pauses if you need yeah um right. I'll, we'll start super easy all right dream ledge trick i i think it's still hard flip front blind it's in my head so <laughs> oh so are I, we coming from straight from the side or is this kind of like over the top on a step up ledge it's kind of like it's kind of over the like right straight on at it the easiest way in my head to do it, I think, would be going straight on and just hitting that corner. I got into a really good one, though. That's why I think I can do it. I like, I got into it so good and I slid really far and I just like, I was like, oh my gosh, like, I think I can do this. And uh, I stopped trying it because uh, I was like, well, maybe we should film this because <laughs> like, I was feeling so good about it. And I kind of just, like, and I was waiting for it because Ant was filming. I forget who he was filming. But he was like, yeah, we could film it afterwards. And then it ended up, I think whoever's trying it ended up being too long. And eventually I had to stop trying it. And I didn't have oh. the I didn't have the drive to do it. I haven't tried it since then and haven't got into it since then. So is that the kind of thing where you need like the perfect length of ledge so that you don't feel like you have to commit to doing it too yeah. long? I need like a shorter ledge for sure. Yeah, like a short, flat, fat block kind of thing. And it can't be too tall because it's just too like difficult to hold, like for me at least. Mm. But, uh, I'm gonna brainstorm some ledges. Yeah. I definitely want that, but honestly, I'm just trying to learn. Like right now, it's funny, but I don't have switch crooks at all. <laughs> like I suck at that trick. I feel more comfortable with switch front crook. Like mm -hmm. I just like that trick's easy to get into for me. But like to switch, like just doing a regular switch crook, it's I've, for whatever reason it's really awkward for me to try it. Like it's like I don't know. It's it's such a. But I was trying it the other day. I was just like, I just I can do it. It looks. It feels so bad it's like doesn't feel comfortable at all yeah all right uh you you grew up skating in tucson correct yeah yeah that's, that's where i started skating for sure so. all right so since uh we're pretty arizona centric over here at ben city who are some favorite skaters growing up like um, that, that are az locals i just like watching like a lot of like like i said i brought up stevie lopez earlier he's really cool to watch see like to see like a look like that skate on that level yeah um, it was like sean patrick i think it was just like yeah. a bunch of people. i didn't really know them i never knew any of them you know i just like, yeah, they're making patrick. videos down there yeah uh-huh there's a kid named nick smith too who was really good i just skated with like my friends like uh shout out my friend craig mckay that's like one of the kids that i skated with uh he was he's really good too he's he's uh he got really good skating i remember when i moved away all right uh favorite shoe to skate right now favorite shoe right now yeah uh i'm kind of like in these new like they're called like the um blue ribbon sbs it's like a half like it's like a cortez influence type weird sneaker i was wearing in a copahagen i don't know you might see that but mm -hmm. uh i kind of like that shoe right now it's kind of cool um but definitely been liking dunks a lot lately that's been really um i don't know if it's because it reminds me of like old shoes back in but I I had a pair of dunks I had a pair of dunks maybe back in two thousand eight I think one pair I think but I never really got them like anything after that like I never had like um, until recently but I've been really liking them um, and just like just, I don't know like I'm not really too picky I can I'm kind of like skate like with boards I can adjust to like whatever shoe I'm wearing or whatever board that, that was gonna be my next question do you have any neurosis over boards wheelbase no, people think i'm like a freak sometimes because i just like don't care like i don't even yeah. know what, no that's I, actually normal everyone else is freaks <laughs> yeah that's what i think yeah like i don't 
I don't really know what size I'm wearing or wearing what size I'm like writing. Like, I don't really know like what yeah. potential I'll set it up and I'll probably read it like in that moment, like, Oh, it's an eight, three, five, or it's an eight, two, or it's an eight. Well, it's, it's kind of small for me now, but like, uh, or it's like, or it's like an eight, five. Like, I don't really like, there's no like preference. I'll just set it up. You don't even like, have width preference. Yeah. That is, that's well, pretty, is, that's pretty awesome. That is, <laughs> No, something is wrong and we should get to the bottom of this. <laughs> I think I skated. I think I was skating 8.5. Like, right <laughs> I set up my other words. Like, or something eight. I don't really know. I don't really. That care. is so awesome. To hear. So is I there is that. there anything that you just can't handle? Like, I can't handle black wheels. Like, is there anything for you that you just won't rock? Oh, it's like I can't handle it, but I'd rather not look at it. Like, I'd rather, <laughs> I don't really like color wheels too much. I, when I was younger, I kind of had a color wheel face, but like, I don't really, now it's just like, I just like pretty plain, like just normal mm -hmm. colored things. Although I did like, it was cool seeing like colored, like metallic trucks for a little bit. Now it's like this have normal like thunder you gonna the team hollow like I don't really think of like I don't know but uh um I'm not picky at all I've been using Allen wrench hardware though that's been kind of like it's more like either it's not like it's like I don't care about it either but it's more like it's kind of inconvenient when nobody has an Allen wrench key that fits <laughs> that's correct that's the only thing that's really. it that's the hang up yeah but other than that like yeah it's like nothing um i don't like grippy grip tape like if it's too grippy i have to like that's one thing i definitely have to like whenever i set up new grip i have to like dirty it i don't know why like it just feels like something about it like if it's too grippy i can't land anything everything just like, sticks to my shoe like i don't it's like the way i skate i don't if, get it if that's mob that makes sense to try to ungrippify it on the first day uh because it is their slogan is the grippiest um but that's the transition day. That's the quarter pipes and ollies. Uh, but do you do it? What what kind of grip do you skate? Do you do that with Jessup? Because I'm worried Jessup about is, you. Yeah, Jessup is like. <laughs> I am worried that's about why, you. That's why I love Jessup because <laughs> literally, like, it was like the free grip tape you would get at shops, and it was like the cheapest and least grippiest grip tape. Which are there any tricks that you think are cheating? Like downhill manis, I kind of think are sort of like that's sort of cheating. Oh, yes, it is. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna gatekeep anybody's skating tricks. <laughs> Great. They want to do a, a perfect answer. <laughs> I don't know. I don't really. I don't. I don't. I don't know. Don't really care if it's like skating. I don't want to watch. I probably just won't watch. <laughs> don't really like. I don't know. It's like you can do whatever you want. I guess. Exceptional answer. Thank you. All that's right. La la last question. Uh, what is the hardest trick that is easy for you and what is the what is an easy trick that is hard or impossible for you oh oh frontside of nose grind or like <laughs> i think that's like a trick that for me the, the speed at which you answered that is pretty great <laughs> i think that's a trick that everybody's like or kick the front tail that yeah. that yeah, i feel like people i didn't even know it was like it's funny when i learned these tricks i don't realize like how people or like even frontside flip i feel like was like yeah. a trick like people would be like surprised when I do it. I'm like, whoa, like it's so interesting to me. Cause it's like, to me, that's like, to me, that's my go-to trick. Like it's uh -huh. so natural for me, the way it feels. And I know that people do struggle on that trick. So that's like, I don't know, but it's like, for me though, like, I like, I feel like a lot of people have to switch heart flips. I mean, it's a hard trick, but like, I feel like a lot of people do have that trick. Yeah. And 
Um, I just have never been able to get good at it. Like I could never, and the same with uh, switch crooks or like, yeah, like backsmiths. Like I feel like a lot of people can do backsmiths now. Like I feel like that's not like a hard trick anymore to people in this day. Like when I was younger, nobody was doing backsmiths really, mm. unless you're like pretty good. But like I feel like now it's like a trick. Like most eleven and twelve year olds who are like skating, I feel like are like learning that trick pretty fast and it's like i never i learned it for a little bit and then i just lost it again it's such a trick i struggle with to keep that sounds that sounds pretty good yeah I, backsmith is like a a trick that a lot of people have dialed now i still don't really know that many people who've got switch hard flips and nollie hard flips lock so i think that yeah. i think you're good on that front yeah. ryan's got a good switch hardy he doesn't show people <laughs> sometimes i can see that uh all right. Well, sometimes uh, when we're doing the show more regularly, we will do a trick challenge for listeners and people seem to like that. Uh, so if you have a trick that you would suggest people do, they can post it on their story and we'll repost it. So like in the past, we've done pretty easy tricks um, because if we do ones that are too hard, no one will do them. So what is it? A, an easy trick? Maybe switch crook that you would like to learn or do, and we can uh, throw it up there and and maybe you can do it yourself. Oh, yeah. I mean, oh, gosh, me filming a switch crook. I feel bad. I don't want to paint their beautiful switch crook with my switch crook. Yeah. Um, but yeah. What I'm saying is don't throw out kickflip front tail because exactly no one will do it except maybe uh, Ted. No. Um, but if um, it's something easy one. that you want to do, uh, uh, I like, I love like seeing other people's frontside flips. That is a perfect answer. I think it's cool because like my friend Cass, she like learned frontside flips recently. And I think it's really cool that she like learned. Cass is sick. Yeah. She like was like, it's like, oh yeah. Like I I kept telling her like, you you can get it. Like you can do it. And she just like showed me, she just got it. And I think it's so sick. Like, I don't know. Cause I love that trick. It's like my favorite trick. All right, Kyle, you feel comfortable with frontside flip? Oh, I've got a great frontside flip. Yeah, I'm on board. Cool. My my, I've got a like a one of those fat regular ankles where I can frontside flip pretty well on like a pyramid hip or out of ramp, but on flat, it's just it's pretty tough. But I'm bound to give it a shot. I, I do just want to one more time express all of our admiration. You are a fantastic skater. Hell yeah! Oh, thank you. I really appreciate. Seriously, thank you. Appreciate that. Um. Yeah, I'm excited that you guys brought me on here. It's pretty cool. I haven't done this before, so it's like kind of fun. <laughs> Sweet. Well, I'm glad we could uh, be the first. This has been super, super good to hear you speak and hear you tell your story. And I like, I um, yeah, I have a lot of admiration for what you're up to. And I just, I hope that the park continues to go well because I am of the crew that would love to see uh, a pro board in the world. Well. Oh. Sorry, <laughs> let me just cut you off. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Thank you. I'm, I'm gonna. I'm trying my hardest. So hopefully, um, you had a trick in Ryan's part. Busted. Will Ryan have a trick in your part? I hope so. <laughs> like, cool. See what I did so, there. So on the spot. Yes. <laughs> uh, I, I want Jerry, and I feel like everybody. Like I feel like that'd be cool to have. Like, uh, just like a Ryan and Jerry clip to throw it in there. Everybody sure. wants Jerry clips. Period. So yes. we just got to make that happen for the world. I like seeing Jerry skate right now. It's funny when he's like trying. <laughs> <laughs> every time I've skated with him, he eats like an incredible amount of shit. Literally, he, I've, he gets hurt every time he skates. Yeah, it's, like, it's, it's pretty awesome.
Thank you again to everyone for listening. Our intro music is by the wonderful band Roar out of Phoenix, Arizona. Our credits music is by Dylan Bryan out of Wisconsin, Madison, probably. And from St. Louis, Missouri, we have Michael Warfel doing the logo and graphic design. Thank you, everyone, for listening. This is a uh, uh, was going to be a, a Mountain Goats uh, song that I thought I could do, but it's not happening. The chops aren't there, baby. Maybe next time. Anyways, just want to give a major shout out to everybody on our ProFlow tier over on Patreon. You guys are so generous with your love, and we love you back. With that, we've got Skater91769. Hell of a name. Thank you. Justin Marquis. Hell of a Justin. Andy Yamazaki. Couldn't do it without you. Lauren Romero. 10 out of 10. Wonderful person. Possibly one of my favorite folks that I've ever seen do every flat ground trick ever. Sean Doyle. You fucking rock star. Lars Garvey Lang Peterson. We honestly couldn't do it without you. And thank you to our newest, you kind, freaking Minnesotan, Spencer Gillespie. Thank you all. You're wonderful, wonderful people. Now, we'll play us out. Sting will play us out. What does that mean to play us out? That's tomorrow, and that is it for us today. Okay, I don't know what. Whatever it is, it's not right on the teleprompter. I don't know what that is. I've never seen that. No, there is. We're all going to do the Sting. Okay, but... Yeah, I can't read it. There's no, there's no words on it. Okay. Ready? There's no words there to play us out. What does that mean? To play us out. Sting is gonna do. It's a video. Video. What is for credits? I don't know what that means to play us out. What does that mean? To end the show? Yeah. yeah. All right, go, go. Yeah, five, four, three. That's tomorrow, and that is it. That's tomorrow, and that is it for us today. And we will leave you with a... I can't do it. We'll do it live. We'll do it live! Fuck it! Do it live! I'll write it, and we'll do it live! Fucking thing sucks!